Want to get smarter about investing? Then tune in to the Capital Ideas podcast from Capital Group, home of American Funds Distributors, Inc., one of the world's leading asset managers. Each week, we bring you stock market outlooks, macroeconomic updates, and investment strategies that can help you succeed. Learn from portfolio managers with decades of experience about how they navigate uncertain markets. Prepare to be engaged, enlightened, and entertained by listening to the Capital Ideas podcast today. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Healthy But Human podcast. My name is Callie. I'm your podcast host, and I'm so excited that you are listening to today's episode. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. I'm literally so excited that you are here and you're part of the fam. And if you're returning, welcome back, my beautiful queen. I'm so happy you are here and you are back listening. This episode is truly, truly coming from the bottom of my heart. I really, really hope that it impacts you and helps you no matter where you are in your journey or what you're going through. Um, Basically, today's episode is all about finding confidence and how to stop comparing your body. I know with the summer months coming up, it can be so difficult and can be so triggering with all of the different marketing tactics out there trying to make you feel like your body is not enough for quote unquote, oh my gosh, bikini season. But let me tell you, my queen, you are literally beautiful and perfect just the way you are. And do not ever let a single one of those ads or any social media posts make you feel less than because I promise you are literally perfection. And you are so amazing. And I just like wanted to remind you that. So if you've listened to my previous episodes, you probably have already kind of know my story in terms of my struggles with body image and comparison. A little bit of a background if you don't. Um, Since second grade, I've really struggled with my body. And I really, really, really struggled in high school and beginning of college. I used to count calories, do fad diets. I did a lot of workouts that I thought were going to give me the physical results I wanted. As a result, I left the gym. I left the fad diets behind feeling even more fatigued, bloated, discouraged, and even less self-esteem. So I... That's, that's when I completely just changed my entire perspective on health and wellness. I decided like, look, this is not working for me. I don't feel good. And I want to help other women around the world see past all of those marketing schemes and all of those fast results do this. Because let me tell you, you're a bio individual, which means no one else is created like you. You are totally, totally different from me. And That means that none of the fad diets out there, none of the workouts that apparently work for everybody is meant for you. I mean, it's created for a certain person and it's not created for you. So don't feel bad if something has not worked for you because like you have to do things that seriously make you feel the best, make you feel the most confident. And this just like kind of goes into today's episode. I'm really excited because I am sitting down with one of my friends and we're we're like breaking down and just tearing away all of the stuff, all the worldly stuff that just makes us feel like we're not enough. And my friend Mackenzie is going to share a lot of her tips about personally what has worked about helping her when she's feeling less confident and having low self-esteem. And we're going to get in more into that, but I just wanted to 
I just wanted to like give you that reminder and full disclosure like recently I've been struggling a lot with my own journey and I think it's like chapter two is starting I have spent the past few months in a weird like transition phase I've been sleeping in a lot which has been really good for me but it definitely leaves me feeling really stressed and anxious during the day which causes me to have some not so great habits and I definitely am trying to work through that so anyway a little rant there I just want you to know that like if you've not been feeling too hot in your journey like you're not alone I'm there with you and I think this episode is going to give you the refresher and like that just refresh mindset you'll need I know it helped me a lot so I'm really excited for you to hear it but before we do anything we have to do a little self check-in right so I want you to take a nice big deep inhale through your nose just reset your mind reset your body and then exhale anything holding you back just let it go One more big inhale, breathing in all that love, all that goodness, and exhale anything that's just holding you back, any limiting beliefs. And I want you to quickly ask yourself, how am I feeling right now? Is there something that's causing me to feel this way? Just just think about it with no judgment. And now I want you to ask yourself, what is my intention for today? What is my why? Give me anything. Maybe I want to slow down today and be more present. And now I want you to ask yourself, What is something that the younger version of me would be so freaking proud of that I have accomplished in my life so far? And now I want you to ask yourself, have a drink water in the past 30 minutes. If you have not, go grab yourself some water, pause the podcast and come back. And while you're at it, I want you to ask yourself, have I stood up in the past hour? If you haven't, stand up, shake out your legs, move your body. And last question, I want you to ask yourself, what is something I can do today to show the world extra love? Give back today. Cool. All right, so a little bit of background on the episode. And I want to just share this before we get into it. I, me and Mackenzie are both sharing a lot of our faith today. And I want, I don't, if you are not, believer if you are not religious or are not a Christian like I don't want you to feel excluded from this episode simply listen to the episode take what you want to take and I want you to feel included I never want to make anyone else feel uncomfortable or like I'm forcing things on them I'm literally sharing what has helped my life and has changed my life with you and I just want to like make that little disclosure because this is a very inclusive place Everyone is welcome, Christians, non-Christians, everybody's welcome. And you're all my friends, you're my little online family, and I seriously just like wanted to tell you that. I'm really excited to share with you stuff that has truly changed my life, and if you have not already known, I recently got back into my walk with the Lord a few months ago and has literally changed my life, helped my anxiety so much, helped my confidence, just helped every single thing, filled that empty void in my heart given my life purpose. And I'm so pumped to start to integrate this a little bit more into the podcast and just share with you things that have seriously changed my life because, you know, no gatekeeping, no gatekeeping here. Like I'm going to share what has helped me with you. And on that note, I want to introduce our guest today. Her name is Mackenzie Marsh. She is one of my friends actually in person and online. Mackenzie is an amazing content creator. You probably already have seen her on Instagram at Jesus People Places. She posts the cutest beach 
aesthetic stuff ever and just positivity and motivation. So definitely go check her out. She is a sister and a friend helping other women connect with each other all over the place. And truly McKinsey is a ray of light. So I'm really excited for you to listen to our conversation today. Let's get into this. McKinsey, welcome to the podcast. Yay. Hi, Callie. I'm so excited to be here. Literally, our kid, I feel like our friendship just like took off immediately. Like meeting you the first time was so sweet. And I feel like like I've never like clicked with a person so instantly. So I'm so happy to be here. Um, so like I said, my name is Mackenzie. I am 21 years old. I hate doing these bio things because I never know what to say about myself. I am so big way. Callie and I found each other was on social media. So my social media handle was at Jesus people places and it's my pride and joy. I love creating content. I love just like spreading my faith on social media and it's been really sweet. I, my job is kind of irrelevant, but I sell power tools, which is random. Um, that fun fact in there. So when I'm doing career wise, it's totally not what I'll be doing long-term career wise, but it's besides the point. And yeah, I went to college at George Southern and I'm a recent post-grad. Amazing. So just so you guys know a little bit of a background on the episode, me and Mackenzie were just chatting beforehand and we really wanted to talk to you guys today a little bit about finding self-confidence and really healthy body image, but we wanted to share kind of our journeys and our take on what actually helped us along the way. And that is our faith. So we both are Christians and I want to just do like a little bit of a disclaimer. If you guys are not Christian and you're a different religious belief, like please, like everyone is included in this episode and I don't want anyone to ever feel like weird or uncomfortable. We're just sharing what helped us and you can listen to our stories and take what you want from it. But we wanted to just share what's really been changing our life and that's our relationship with God. So I'm really excited about this conversation and Mackenzie, I am once again, just like so excited that you're on the podcast. Um, (laughs) I've literally been like loving and just, I've been loving supporting you. Like you have been growing so quickly and your content is just really, really inspiring. If you guys already follow her, her Instagram is Jesus people places. Like she said, and she posts the cutest like beach content ever. It's literally so aesthetically pleasing. And I look at it all the time and I'm just like, I feel like I'm watching a Pinterest board, but it's my friend and it's like so cool. So <laughs> definitely go check her out. Precious all. <laughs> but I wanted to just kind of start off by like asking you a little bit about your journey with finding confidence and Mm -hmm. kind of what that's looked like for you for the past few years. Yeah, absolutely. So again, like Callie said, like this is totally good for anyone to listen to. My main goal behind my platform and behind everything I do is first and foremost to be a sister and a friend. Yes, I'm a Christ follower and that's like the core of my identity. But again, my sole purpose is to be a sister and a friend. So I want that to come across more than literally anything else. Um, But so my journey with like self-confidence and all of that kind of, I put my identity a lot growing up into different sports. I played lacrosse competitively, thought I was going to play it in college, um, put my identity solely in that. And then when I quit, I was like, what the heck am I doing? My identity was sports for as long as I've known. Um, so I moved away to college. I went up to Tallahassee and fell into like a really, really bad season of depression up there. I was just not happy whatsoever. And at that time I didn't really have a relationship with the Lord. And a lot of people were telling me like different self-love tactics. They were telling me to do different things. They were telling me like, if you want to feel strong, tell yourself you're strong. So I do that. But then I went feel strong. And I was kind of like in this weird limbo where like, 
I didn't want to trust my mind and I didn't want to trust my feelings because I felt like my feelings were lying to me, but then meets my brain also telling myself I was strong. It was almost in a weird place where I didn't believe myself. Um, so then I, when I kind of started building a relationship with the Lord and putting my identity in what the Lord says about me, instead of what I tell myself that I am, I kind of, my confidence took a whole new turn for a better. And I kind of was able to build my confidence up from there as giving my life over to Christ, which is really cool. That's amazing. Um, uh-huh. I wanted to just kind of dive a little bit more into when you found Christ. So did you, so just to like clarify, you became a Christ follower in college? Kind of. So I grew up at a Christian school and I was always kind of like brought up in that sort of way, but I never really had a personal relationship with the Lord. It probably was my sophomore year of high school when it, or not high school, sophomore year of college, when it actually became my personal relationship. It was when every single other identity was stripped from me. And I feel like I absolutely know where else to turn. Um, I always knew a lot about scripture. At least I thought I did growing up. I went to a private Christian school where they would talk about biblical stories. So I was like, oh yeah, I know all of that. I don't need to read scripture for myself. Like I, it was taught in classes. What do I have to like get from reading scripture? Like it's going to do nothing for me. It did nothing for me in high school. And then when I actually made it my own relationship, I found it to be the biggest game changer of my life. I definitely had a kind of a similar thing happened to me recently. Um, Mm -hmm. I was just like a background on kind of my relationship with Christ. I grew up also surrounded by scripture in school and my family. And I definitely kind of fell off of the path in college. Um, I went to school in Miami and Miami has a lot of things that definitely can pull you off path. (laughs) And I just recently was in a really dark place as well. And I found the Lord and I've been feeling just that empty void has really been filled and it has it's just been like something I can't even really explain to people unless Mm -hmm. they're also you know it's like it's hard to explain it but when you're actually you were in it like you just feel so it's like a different kind of feeling and like God gives you confidence and that's I've really been finding my confidence again through the Lord and Mm -hmm. I wanted to like ask you some questions like obviously you post a lot of pictures at the beach and you are in a bikini a lot and I know a lot of my listeners struggle with body image and security and I wanted to ask you what are some things that help you feel confident in your body? Um, So I definitely try which living in South Florida sometimes it is difficult and I try to find that balance of like making sure my posts are modest but also I do live at the beach. I think the biggest thing for me is just like again putting my identity solely in the Lord and realizing it doesn't really necessarily matter what other people say about me. I think a big thing for me like one of the biggest things that I've struggled with is like my acne growing up and that was the biggest like body confidence thing that I kind of had to overcome. So just reminding myself and having friends in my corner who remind me that it is just temporary and that my body at the end of the day is a temple. It's completely a temple and it's a vessel. So it's a temple in the way where I need to respect it, but it's also in the vessel in the way of like my calling is to spread the word of the Lord and to love other people. Well, it's not to necessarily like find my identity in my body itself. So I have a higher calling by being a vessel, so to speak. So it's really just, this is the body that I've been given. I want to love it super well, but also it's just the body I've been given at the same time. So did you ever have a period? So obviously you said that you struggle a lot with your acne, your self-image with your acne. And I definitely can relate to that. I've recently been struggling with acne myself and it's it's really difficult. And I wanted to just ask you, like, what are some things when you're having those 
kind of thoughts of feeling like a little bit insecure, how do you remind yourself that your body is a temple and a vessel? I think just keeping people in my corner, like my boyfriend does a very good job. Cause I'll go through, like, I struggle really bad with anxiety and I'll go through really bad, like almost panic attacks. And like, I don't feel beautiful right now. I don't feel like loved right now. And him just like pointing me back to like what the, like what scripture says about me has been really helpful. Um, so I think the biggest thing has just been having people in my corner, but I also did go through. So, like I said, like I put my identity in sports growing up. So when I quit sports, I really went through like a weird transition, which is something I don't think a lot of people talk about. And I was the kind of athlete who would just play through every single hurt imaginable. So both my knees were completely shot when I quit lacrosse. And I think the labrum in my shoulder is also still torn. So I had so many injuries when I stepped into college and I would struggle standing for four to six hours at different jobs. And my body was just completely destroyed. So I would go to the gym, but I wasn't like my shoulder wouldn't allow me to lift more than maybe three pounds. When growing up, I was lifting all this heavy weight in sports and I was doing all these different things. And then I like couldn't even run and I couldn't do really basic things. So I think the biggest thing, like the biggest struggle that I went through in that department was like, I put my identity in this one thing, but then switching over, I now put my identity in Christ. So it, not that it necessarily doesn't matter, but I can find confidence in that instead of my physical abilities. I want to just, okay. First of all, thank you for sharing that. Cause I definitely have experienced also because I used to figure skate. I don't know if I told you this, but I used to figure skate for like yeah, my whole I life. Know you used to figure skate. Yeah. yeah so so <laughs> thanks. So I also struggled with really bad knee injuries and I also still have chronic pain from my yep. injuries. So I totally relate on that level with you. Um, and I know I've actually had people ask me, I know a lot of people who follow me are athletes and, mm-hmm. or are ex-athletes or retired athletes. So that's right. a better way to say it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ex-athletes, but, yeah. and they also, I have received messages before about struggling with that new identity and yeah. For somebody who maybe isn't a Christian or someone who is just coming out of their sports and they're really lost and confused and feeling all those type of things, like what is the, where's the best place to just start? Like, how did you start after school? To be completely honest, I'm still figuring that out. Um, because I thought in order to be fit or whatever, I needed to still like go and push myself. I was raised with the, we'll push yourself harder. We'll try harder. Well, lift the weight, even if it hurts with that type of mentality. And that is just like, so not healthy and so not what I needed to do. So the first couple of years of post playing sports, I guess, um, which has really only been three and a half years since I completely stopped, but it was kind of like completely ripped the bandaid off. I think the biggest thing that helped that transition for me is that I went and coached lacrosse my freshman year of of college. Um, So I found a new love for the sport, not so much in a way of like, I need to do these things, but I was able to see the sport played out and younger girls. So I coached 14 year old girls and it made me just like have so much of a bigger perspective of it and be like, why was I killing myself over this sport? At the end of the day, like I cared more about the girls I was coaching than their performance. And I kind of like looked at myself in that way, I guess, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, so it kind of really helped me being like, wait, like, I don't need to be lifting this heavy weight. I don't know who I was trying to prove this to. I don't know why coaches growing up made me feel like I needed to do all these things. I don't want my girls to do that. Why do I put that pressure on myself to do that? Um, so that transition was definitely pretty difficult, but like I said, I'm still going through that right now. And honestly, like going to your Pilates class three weeks ago, that was a really big step for me in a weird way, but 
that was the first time I'd worked out to genuinely feel good. And I do your online Pilates all of the time. So shameless fl- plug first Aww. step Pilates. Um, but that was kind of the first thing where I was like, I don't need to be lifting heavy weights. I don't need to be doing all of these things in order to check some box in my head. I can genuinely work out to make my body feel good and going on walks and doing all that stuff. And I love that all of that is just popular right now. I, I think it's such a healthy way of talking about working out. Um, so that's probably the biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I didn't even know that when you did my class, I was like, you're kind of your first time of Uh looking at that's, oh my gosh. Like, I'm so happy that you were able to make it down and experience that. Like, wow, that's so powerful. And I, that's also like so true about the coaching because it's so interesting. Like, I don't, I've noticed this myself when I've coached people, it's you're the people that you're coaching are often reflections or reflecting things that you're also experiencing. So yeah. And it's really powerful because it puts a new perspective in your life. Like you're able to see almost a mirror of yourself and you're giving the mirror of yourself Mm -hmm. advice. And it makes you realize like, oh, wait, like I should be taking my own advice. So that's really powerful. Are you still coaching in, are you, sorry, are you West Palm or Palm Beach? I can't even. I'm in West Palm. I wish. So Palm Beach is technically the island of Palm Beach, which is where the 0.0001% of the world lives. So I'm definitely not there. (laughs) So I'm like, I'm technically in Lake Worth, which is like south of West Palm, but I work oh, in West Palm. Oh, okay. Cool. Yes. Are you coaching lacrosse in West Palm? No, I'm not currently. I just did it. It was really like a four month period when I coached. Yeah. Um, it's not necessarily something I, I loved doing it. And I think it was very well fit for the season, but now I'm pretty far removed from sports where if I went to try to coach, I'd be like, I can't even keep up running with you girls. And I don't even know the rules anymore because they change every day. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I, I'm dead. I yeah. something. Okay. Wait, just like a, like a random piece of advice. Cause I also have really struggled with like, like the whole figure skiing identity thing is, and I obviously have switched yeah. over to Pilates and that's been really helpful, but I went right. skating for the first time last week after a year mm-hmm. of not skating at all. And like, honestly, going back to the sport and just doing it for fun was a yeah. game changer and really helpful. Like, I don't know if there's any just people in West Palm or yeah, yeah, West Palm who like to do lacrosse or, you know, who does lacrosse, but like even mm-hmm. just going and playing lacrosse, like once ever so often is really helpful, right. especially in that transitional phase. Cause uh-huh. it's like, you didn't lose the sport. You still love the sport, but you don't have to right. do it competitively at the same mm-hmm. level. No, I think that's so important. How was your transition? Like coming out of figure skating and how did you like find Pilates? Um, so for me, I actually found Pilates while I was skating. Cause mm-hmm. I had really, really bad injuries too. I had, I don't know if you've, you're familiar with this term. It's called Osgood slaughter in my knee. Yes. Huh. Yeah. So I had that really <laughs> bad. And basically skating is also, it sounds like it's a little bit similar to lacrosse training where it's super high intensity, weightlifting, hit workouts. Right. And I wasn't really able to do those the same because I was in so much pain from like skating on the ice that when I got off the ice, I needed to do something that was a lot more chill and didn't hurt me. So that's how I found low impact workouts. And I actually started with pure bar. I don't know if you've heard of pure bar before, Yeah, but I've like, I taught pure bar in college and I eventually found Pilates through doing pure bar. And that's kind of how I transitioned because I love moving my body and I knew I loved like, I just love connecting music to movement. I mean, that's what skating is. It's choreography. So yeah, that was kind of like, for me, it was really helpful, but I definitely do still struggle with that kind of weird shift of you have your dreams and goals as a kid, but when you are redirected, it can be really challenging to kind of be like, who am I? Like, what am I? 
Something that is very near and dear to my heart is talking about hormonal health on this podcast. I remember the first time I got my period, it was right before leaving for figure skating practice, and let me tell you, everything about it was miserable. I bawled my eyes out the entire car ride wondering if I would ever stop feeling like this. Okay, a little dramatic, I know, but I felt similar emotions last year when I continued to struggle with hormonal acne, up and down moods, and painful periods. After doing lots of research, I realized as women, we are never taught in school that painful periods aren't normal. In fact, your body could be signaling to you that your hormone levels are off and need some support. That's where hormone harmony steps in. Hormone harmony is your complete natural hormone support for women that adapts to the body's unique needs and can help maintain optimal hormone levels, relieve occasional bloating and mild mood swings while improving sleep quality and supporting weight management. Trusted by over 1.2 million customers, Happy Mammoth, the company that created hormone harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. Have you ever heard of maca root extract? I've loved maca for a while now because it has been shown to provide sustained energy, relieve mild mood swings, and support a healthy desire and drive. Okay, what about ashwagandha extract? This ingredient in Hormone Harmony has been shown to help the body adapt to stress and support cortisol levels, which is so key the week before your period. Another ingredient that really sticks out to me is chase tree berry extract, which has been shown to relieve monthly symptoms of PMS like bloating, cramps, acne, breast tenderness, and the pre-period side girl hour that we probably already all know at this point. And the biggest benefit of taking Hormone Harmony, in over 17,000 reviews for Hormone Harmony, feeling like myself again is what women mentioned over and over. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code Callie at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code Callie for 15% off today. You may have heard me talk about this before, but something I've been prioritizing in 2024 is taking small actions each day to improve at least 1% in my physical, mental, and spiritual health. One of those daily healthy habits I've been loving is taking care of my gut with Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. I first started taking Seed way back in 2019 when I was having all sorts of painful gastrointestinal issues and was getting no answers from my doctor. During this time, I dove into the world of holistic health and learned how important a healthy gut microbiome is for the rest of the body to thrive and feel amazing. So I started consistently taking a daily probiotic for the first time ever and experienced significant ease in my bloating. My digestion became healthy and regular and I noticed an increase in my energy levels and mood. One of the many things I love about seed is how easy it is to fit seed into my daily routine. No refrigeration is needed and the free travel vial from the welcome kit allows you to take DSO-1 on the go, which we love especially with summer travels right around the corner. As you know, I'm currently pregnant and I'm super cautious about what different things I'm putting into my body, so I definitely feel reassured taking DSO-1 over other probiotics because of their rigorous scientific testing and 24 clinically and scientifically studied strains. Trust your gut with Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com slash Cali and use code 25Cali to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com slash Cali, code 25Cali. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, 
which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What am I doing? So, okay, like that's actually like a really good question for you. So what are your current dreams and goals? Oh gosh, I don't know. I, I've i been going, that's been a current thing this week that I've kind of been going through <laughs> um, because I'm realizing I am 21 years old and I want to be my own boss. And I just am realizing how much working for another person just is not for me. And I'm learning that so quickly. Um, one of my big dreams, it's been a dream forever and actually kind of like spurred up when I was in that depressive phase, when I was living in Tallahassee is to open a coffee shop. So that's really high on my list of dreams. Coffee shops have always been kind of like a really safe space for me. I feel like it's somewhere where you can go alone. Um, and just like people watch and some, how it gives you comfort. Um, so that's probably the number one dream on my list. And I kind of want to like spread a ministry through that. Um, but currently I've just been pouring into people in the post-grad season and I just love people in the post-grad season. And I think your twenties are such an important time and nobody really talks about it. I feel like it's so important. Like you're about to raise children and get married and like do all these different things in your twenties and coming up in your thirties, but nobody's pouring into people in their twenties, which makes no sense to me. Like there's platforms for people or there's resources for people in college and in high school. And even once they're married, but what about people before they get into all those seasons and after they get through those seasons? So that's a current, I don't know where that dream is going to lead me and what I'm necessarily supposed to do with it. But I feel like there's a ministry to be started for that kind of age group that I would love to eventually start. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's such a gap. And I feel like nobody, mm-hmm. like no one talks about it. And I, it's so actually funny you brought that up because the last two episodes of my podcast have been about navigating your twenties and talking mm-hmm. about finding, fr- like making friends and like uh, figuring out life post-grad it's such a scary time right. and like adulting is freaking terrifying like right before the podcast i literally yeah. was like having a moment and i was just really stressed and i was just like wait adulting is so freaking hard like no like there's just no support for it and yeah. um i know that so just so you guys know like mckenzie actually has a little bible study she leads and i want to just ask you about that like have like what what i know you okay it's so funny because like recording a podcast with you i'm like i already know so much about you and i'm like do i do i like ask you about this like i don't need don't already know but i'm like i already know um but like Okay, so basically, guys, Mackenzie was telling me about this podcast she listens to. What's the girl, Jenny Allen? Is that yes. the girl? Yeah, so, okay. Actually, you know what? You tell me about Jenny Allen. Tell me, how, like, okay. what made you start your podcast. I'm, like, talking for you. Uh, <laughs> or your podcast, is, like, your Bible no, study. <laughs> I literally love Jenny Allen so much. She's, like, solely changed my life. Like, the Lord has spoken so clearly through her, like, to me. Um, so, essentially backstory. I had a TikTok go viral literally about me just talking about post-grad life. I was like, post-grad life's hard. I don't know why nobody talks about it. Like someone made a TikTok a little bit ago that was like, think about your favorite creator. What do you, what kind of videos do you want them to make? And I was like, I wish people talked more about post-grad life. Like I'm only a month into it and it's hard. Like why? I have no friends. I have no community. I don't know how to go to church alone. Like this just feels wrong. Like it feels weird and there's no guide to it. So basically I made a TikTok saying that. Um, and it went viral and I had about a hundred girls from West Palm message me and they were like, Hey, either like some of them love the Lord, others have done it totally fine. Either way. I want to be friends with every single type of person. Um, some of them were like, I have no friends. I literally just moved here. Others were like, I've been here three years and I haven't found community. I feel like there's no community in West Palm. And I'm like, but there, but there is like literally a hundred girls message me. I need to do something with this. So I started a Facebook group and I started hosting like monthly events and granted like 
I just graduated in December. This was like end of January when all of this happened. So I was able to start that group. And then through that, through hosting events, I started having conversations about the Lord with people. And then I was able to start this like discipleship group where it wasn't something that I was leading because I wanted to make it very clear. Like we're all the same age. I don't need to be leading you guys through it, but like I need, I need help in my life too. So we decided to walk through the book, find your people by Jenny Allen literally the most incredible book I've ever read. And I'm only a couple chapters in, but we go through it chapter by chapter. And essentially it talks about how like, oh, in other cultures, they do life together so much better than we do in the Western world. They find like, they come from villages and they just like do life together. Like we don't just show up at each other's houses unannounced. That's like taboo here. And like, to talk about the fact that we're needy, we're all about independence in America. And we need to like be our own best friend. And we don't need, we don't need to rely on anyone else, but this book is like, actually you do need, need other people. Like it's biblical to me that need other people. We're designed to need other people. Like that's why we're born to parents. And that's why we come into this world, like immediately needing someone. So it's really cool to dive through it with a bunch of girls who do only live a couple minutes away from me and be like, Oh crap. Like, actually I, I do need you. And diving through like friendship failures in the past and like the ways that we're loved and directly telling one another, Hey, I didn't feel very loved when you did this, or, Hey, I feel really loved when people celebrate me well. And like, I told girls in that group and today, like they literally, two of my friends showed up at work with like coffee and we're like, we just want to celebrate this milestone for you. And I'm like, what? Like, and it just makes you feel so special. So that's my rant about Jenny Allen and like that whole situation, but it's only been like four or five weeks of that group. And it's already been so incredibly life-changing. And I would recommend absolutely anyone and everyone to read that book, find your people. I started listening to her podcast because mm-hmm. of you and I've been obsessed. Like you seriously, because I know we, t- we actually chatted about this when we were in person together about like finding your friends when you're, you move somewhere new or finding your friends when you feel alone in your community, because that's something that I've really been struggling with for the past few months in Miami. And you really inspired me because I know like you've been taking such initiative to start things in your community. And Mm -hmm. that's so beautiful that you brought together a hundred girls in a Facebook group. And now you're in meeting in person, you're doing cute little things. We're like showing up for people's work and just saying hi, like that's truly so powerful and it's just so powerful how connection doesn't have to be complicated it can be just simple small acts of love each day and i started doing that i started texting my friends like hey i'm I'm going to the grocery store like want to come or i just send little messages to people who don't live in my city like you've really inspired me and i just like want to tell you that you're like yeah i just seriously guys like it's so powerful when you stop being in denial that there's no one in your community for you and Mm -hmm you take action because those people will come into your life and it's as easy as posting like a little TikTok video about it. So that's literally so powerful. And I wanted to like ask you about just like on the topic of friendship, it's like how, like how have you not, so for me at least I get really super overwhelmed by making new friends. Like how have you navigated that with your job and with building a platform and still being a good friend like how have you how have you done it so one thing that jenny allen focuses on the book is like we need our village which essentially like our brains and our hearts can only maintain like 100 people in your village and then you need your i think it's like the next is like your acquaintances and those are like 50 people and then your inner circle and your inner circle is only supposed to be two to six people 
And like that, I want to be everyone's best friend. I'm not even an extrovert, but I'm like, I want to like be friends with everyone. And when that video went viral, I was planning coffee dates after coffee dates. And it was my first week of work too. So I was like, I need to hang out with everyone. I need to make sure I'm everyone's best friend. I need to do this. I need to do that. And that book was really a saving grace because it was like, no, actually you don't need to do that. So I instead kind of started focusing on like, I just want to help people make community. They don't need to be my best friend. I will click with other people better than I do others. And that's okay. I don't need to be everyone's best friend, but to help other people find their best friends has been really fulfilling for me as well. Um, So I think it's really like, I hate to be like limiting your friendships, but it's limiting the people who you are overly intentional with. Um, And it's, kind of narrowing down who that two to six is. And we don't, one thing she talks about in the book is we don't find that two to six by just like making six friends and being like, okay, these are my, these are my two to six friends. We do it by having that village and having that group of a hundred people who we see at the grocery store, who we see like in our daily day to day. And she says five friends within five miles. So she makes like your inner circle should be that close living to you, which is challenging, especially us gals who live in very spread out areas. Um, but essentially focusing on like you have your village. And then from that village is when you find the two to six, you spend time getting to know maybe not every single day, those a hundred people, but maybe those like 50 acquaintances, you figure out who you've more things in common with or not. Um, and then you kind of narrow it down from that, but it has been, I mean, I do make a lot of sacrifices. Sometimes my sleep is one of those sacrifices, but I think I make it like very clear of like when I'm good to hang out and when I'm not. So all of my friends know my work schedule. They know when I have certain things going on. Um, And I think it's just, it honestly is me telling them, Hey, you're a priority in my life. So the first part of making friends is definitely awkward because it's like, I have to be like so actively intentional and having conversations. I have to be so active in doing all these things. But once you get past that barrier, it is a lot easier. So now I have like two really close friends who they'll just show up at my house and it's just like normal. I don't feel like I need to clean the house super nice for them to come over and make all of this effort. So now it's really those times with those friends that fill my soul. So it's not something that's draining, but it actually is like the most organic form of rest because it is filling my soul. Wow, that's so powerful and that's such good advice. Like I literally want to take notes right now. Um <laughs> that is it's it's so true. I think it's that interesting phase of when you feel like I don't know, at least I feel this way. I always am like I just need more friends. I need to try to literally be everyone's best friend and right. it is so overwhelming I end up just not even being a good friend in general and because I'm trying mm-hmm. to overextend myself. Yeah. So that is right such great advice and also too there Mm -hmm. is a barrier i mean it is exhausting sometimes making friendships at first you put so much effort in but end of the day like a healthy good amazing true friend that is really aligned with you should not make you feel drained and that's something too that i want to just share with like everybody is surround yourself with people who inspire you people who leave you feeling more energized than when you started because those are the people that should be your friends not people that are draining that are gossiping 24 7 that make you leave feeling tired like that is those are not the right people and it's okay like like you said mckenzie it's okay if you don't click with everybody it doesn't mean you're anything's wrong with you like we all are just all have different personalities and that's what's so beautiful is god created us all so unique yeah. And I also really love too how inclusive you are of everybody. That's so such a beautiful trait to have. Um, 
And I really definitely felt that when I was with you, you just are so, you're just so inclusive and loving and yeah, that's amazing. Um, <laughs> I really, you. I wish we were in person. Like I really want to hang out with you. I know we, we live like an hourish away. So we need to like definitely do something soon. Uh-huh. Um, but I wanted to just kind of go back to a little bit of our chat at the beginning about God is I wanted to just kind of talk to you a little bit about like when you are having those moments of feeling alone, how do you cope with that? Mm-hmm. So I went with, a, I went through a really big s- season of kind of like, so my ex-boyfriends, also my current boyfriends, so we were like off for like a year or so to speak. Um, so I really went through a really big season of just kind of like taking myself out on dates and kind of, again, it's so counter countered to what the book is teaching about me needing other people. But I think it was really healthy for me in the time to kind of take myself out on dates and really get comfortable with myself. I'm, if anyone's an Enneagram fan, I'm a type one Enneagram, which means I have a really bad like inner critic. So I growing up was not good being alone. And I hated being alone because my thoughts would just tear me apart. Um, and I would just get anxious all of the time. And if I was alone for two seconds, I'd have a literal panic attack because my mind would go a million miles in totally horrible ways. Um, but I think just kind of taking myself out on dates and realizing I'm not alone in those moments, but I have the Lord with me. And whether that's like playing worship music, one of the biggest things, like one of my friends taught me was like, I don't necessarily have to sit down and have this really official prayer time. I can just go on a walk and chat with God and like in complete silence. And that was a really big thing for me when I was alone. And I went through a lot of seasons of loneliness. Honestly, high school wasn't my biggest. I didn't really fit in high school and I definitely didn't fit in in college. So college was a really big season of loneliness for me. This has really been the first season. Now on my social media, it looks like I have all these friends and I'm doing great, which I really am, but it has not always been that way for me. And this has been like probably a good seven years of prayer for like really good intentional friends but it did take a lot of time of being comfortable with myself and really figuring out who I was in Christ before I was able to be a good friend. And before I was able to accept love from other people too. It's seriously like in any relationship, it Mm -hmm. makes such a difference when you really take the time to get to know yourself. And like you said, take yourself on dates and Mm -hmm. focus on your relationship with God. Yeah. I mean, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply it's okay to be alone. It's okay if you don't have any friends for a period of your life. Like, I think what's really challenging, at least for for me sometimes is looking at social media and seeing that it looks like everybody is with someone at all times. Mm -hmm. And that's just how social media portrays like highlight reels where when you're alone and you're alone on a Friday night, like I have so many Friday nights when I'm alone and it's it's okay. And it's like, like seeing that time is time you can spend with yourself and with God and taking the time to really become your best friend. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I just, I love that because that's something that I've kind of been, I was in that period of spending time with myself and it, it's really powerful. It's so powerful. Right. 
Yeah. And I think it's, especially with like Enneagrams and all these different personality tests, a lot of times like culture will definitely tell you, especially in the self-love movement that's kind of going on that you need to spend time with yourself in order to get to know yourself in order to, I feel like a lot of times when people talk about their Enneagram or anything like that, they'll kind of use it as an excuse to be like, well, that's just the way that I am. And spending time with yourself isn't necessarily key to be able to know yourself and use it as an excuse for why you act in a certain way. It's time to get to know what's really good about you, what you have to offer in a relationship or in friendships, but also get to know the like not so hot parts of yourself that you're able to like be vulnerable with other people with and be take those things to the Lord or take those things to a journal and work on improving those things too. Yes. Yes. That is so big. And I saw, okay, wait, question for you. I saw mm-hmm. on your Instagram reels about, it was like things I don't approve. And you said the self-love movement. I wanted to yeah. ask you about that. Okay. Yeah. So what about it? Do you not like? Okay. So kind of what I was talking about a little earlier, um, when I was in that kind of depressive stage. Um, so I was very bombarded with kind of like all the self-love tactics. And I think they're really great. Like taking yourself on a walk, like really great for a very temporary fix. But I think a lot of people, again, I value community a lot. And I think a lot of the self-love movement teaches like you're good on your own. Like you don't need anybody else. And like, again, this book teaches actually do like we're built to love other people. Like that's, those are the two greatest commands, love God and love people. But yet the self-love movement teaches, you don't need anyone else. You're a hundred percent good on your own. Like, and I think that's just such an isolating way to live. Um, and then again, what I was touching on earlier, they, it's just like a mindset thing. And I do think mindset's so important. Um, but I think mindset's important in the way of fixing your eyes on the Lord. Um, in the same way, like I was saying, self-love movement will tell you like you are certain things, but when you're your source for those things, it's not necessarily a foolproof way to look at it. You're saying I'm strong, but you don't feel strong or I'm beautiful. But in the moment you don't feel beautiful, it's hard to kind of like combat that. Um, at least it was for me. And I figured out like, Hey, this really isn't a foolproof way if I'm my own source. But when I can look at scripture and I believe like scripture is truth and like my creator is perfect. And he chose to have a relationship with me and he chose to make me in his image and he is perfect. So being able to fix my eyes on him instead of what I think I say about myself, but instead focus on what he says about me is so much more empowering and is able to bring me back to something that actually is truth instead of my own opinion of myself. Cause a lot of times it's not so hot. And that opinion is often not even yourself talking. Yeah. Often right. it's, it's, it's evil. It's not yeah. actually you. And yeah. that is like, oh my goodness. Like that's literally what has completely changed my life is the way yeah. you just described of thinking. It's like, you only have so much to give, right? Like we only have, we have a cup. And if our cup is running empty, mm-hmm. we like we're not an infinite source, you and right. me. Like we you can't need fill our own cup. Right. And it's like when you try to just give yourself love and you try to bring like you try to do everything yourself, mm-hmm. you're gonna run out eventually. And when you right. run out is when it gets really tough and when those lies start to come into your head. Mm-hmm. And that's when you need to call upon the Lord. And I actually have have you ever heard of um you know Sadie Robertson? You yes. know, have have you ever read her devotional that she Um, I haven't read her devotional. I've read a couple of her books though. I think you would love her devotional. Mm -hmm. I, I'm blanking on the name of it, but it is literally life-changing. I 
saw it on um, someone's Instagram story and actually got it. And it's all about fear and like confidence and loving yourself, not loving yourself, but like basically confidence. (laughs) So it's a really, really cool devotional. And I recommend it for anybody who's starting their um, relationship with God or is Mm -hmm. deep in it already. It's just a really, really great place to start and definitely brings a lot of perspective to kind of the whole loving yourself, but loving yourself because God loves you. And through God, that's like a really just, wow, great way to talk about it. (laughs) Um, Demi, Demi Tebow, who's Tim Tebow's wife calls it like Godfidence, I think. So she's like, you don't have confidence, you have Godfidence. And that's so much greater. And I love that. I love that. And it's so interesting. Like Mm -hmm. something that I've been trying to kind of add in my life recently is when I'm doubting myself and when I am even like working out or something and I look down and see like a roll in my my stomach, which like is really healthy and natural to have. Right. And I'm immediately my old toxic thought patterns come up of like, oh, like, like you're ugly or whatever. I instead yeah. am trying to call upon the Lord and get like I, I ask him to help my heal my heart and to help my relationship with myself. And that's when I feel like I have more strength to overcome those toxic thoughts. So that's, yeah. I think adding on to like literally exactly what you just said, like scripture says, we're supposed to deny ourselves and entrusting our own minds. Like again, scripture says our mind is deceitful. And it's like those lies about, I don't like how my body looks right now, or I'm ugly. Like that's deceitful. Like that's gonna, that's not a foolproof plan to believe yourself. We are innately sinful. Yep. Yep. So, so true. Mm-hmm. Love that. Um, okay. Last little thing I want to ask you before we go okay. is with summer coming up for most people who live up north where it's cold. I mean, we live in constant summer, which is truly a blessing. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And obviously a lot of the summer workout guides, lose weight for summer, all of that stuff is going to be coming up a lot more on social media as it does most years. What are some ways that you are kind of, how how are you getting through that in a way that isn't toxic in a way that is loving how you are and loving yourself through God? Like what are some tips you have for my listeners? I think just like necessarily like working out to be healthy and like taking it more serious about like, I want to work out to be healthy. I don't need to work out to look a certain way but how does my body feel and focusing on like how your body feels in that moment and not necessarily, I just totally mixed my words around a little bit. Um, but going back to like what the Lord says about you and constantly reminding yourself, Hey, this is what the Lord says about me. And although I might not feel great in this moment, that's okay. And then I think in the, in the object of like comparing other yourself to other people, that's something I really used to struggle with a lot and still do at times. But for me, and again, this is like it with my faith, um, but focusing on everyone else being like the Lord loves them and he made them in their image. And I think a really big thing that a lot of times we do when we compare ourselves to other people is we try to tear them down. Like always we're thinking, oh, I'm maybe I'm better than them in this way, or maybe they struggle with this or all of these different ways to make ourselves feel better, but looking at everyone around us and yourself included that they're made in the image of the Lord um, has been definitely really helpful for me. Wow. That Um, is such great advice. I, I, I think I read this. I don't know if I listened or read or whatever, but I basically heard this thing where 
it's almost like comparing two pieces of art you can't compare artwork yeah. to each other they're all just so uniquely made with such a different story in each piece mm -hmm. and that is how we as humans are as well not a single one of us are the same we all have unique beautiful characteristics and we're all god created and god made us in his image and it's almost like when you compare yourself to another one of his creations it's it's like you're like it, it just it doesn't it doesn't make sense right? right like you just can't like there's literally no way to compare different pieces of artwork to each other mm -hmm. So that's something that I try to remind right. myself too when I struggle with comparing myself, especially when I'm scrolling through Instagram or TikTok or whatever, yeah. I get myself comparing my body to other people. And then I'm like, <laughs> no, like their body is gorgeous and they are gorgeous and they are unique and they're not me. Like we're different people and we're create different right. creations. Mm -hmm. So that's such a great, just a great tip. And I know people are going to love that. Yeah, so. And it's thinking about in a way of like, if you made like the, if you spent hours upon hours making this like beautiful piece of art and then someone just like came by and was like, this is horrible and picked out every single thing that they thought was bad about you. That's what we do all the time to ourselves. And the Lord made us like, he, he says like, we're his masterpiece, but yet we tear ourselves apart and tear others apart. And like, what a slap in the face that is to our creator. Yeah, totally it, yeah it's like if if you created something and someone goes oh that's so ugly like why right. did you do that You're like excuse me <laughs> like um stop like that's when someone comments something mean on our posts i'm like what? Really? what like it's my it's my post like i made this right. you know it's like that personal connection to it so mm -hmm. oh yeah but wow this has been such a powerful conversation and i know people are really going to take a lot away from this for sure you're so inspiring and i feel like a lot more inspired after even just talking to you so thanks so much mckenzie for coming on the podcast where can my listeners find you absolutely i am at jesus people places across the board um across all social handles and then i just posted one youtube video i need to get better at doing that but i want to share a lot more kind of conversations like this and kind of getting into a lot more deeper topics that I can't necessarily get deep on Instagram or TikTok. So definitely be looking out there as well. Amazing. Go follow her guys. She seriously has the cutest accounts ever full of happiness. And I love, I added you to my favorites on Instagram. So oh. I always see your stuff and I'm obsessed. So thank you That's for so really adore you. Oh, <laughs> thanks for supporting all of my workouts too. Like it means a lot and you're really such an amazing friend and I'm really excited for more of our adventures and fun stuff in Florida before I leave. But, right. but I'm coming to visit you. So it's yeah, fine. so yeah, you're going to come visit me and I'm going to come visit you and <laughs> it's going to be all good. Um, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Go ahead and Follow us on Instagram at Healthy Human Pod and tag me listening to the podcast and have the best day ever because you are amazing. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.